0: Welcome to the Pursue Podcast. I'm your host, Ellen Cooper, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week, a friend and I will sit down and chat about how God is moving in our lives, open up about things that matter to us and topics we're dealing with. We will share our experiences, struggles, what we've learned along the way, or let's be honest, where we're still learning, and even share some practical tips. My hope and prayer is that you will find these women relatable, the conversations encouraging, and you will be inspired along your journey as you pursue faith family, friendship, freedom, and a whole lot more in your life. We're just talking, so come listen in. Hey, y'all, I have a newsflash, some really important information to share here. This parenting gig is hard. I mean, physically, it's hard when they're babies and toddlers, and it becomes more and more emotionally and spiritually hard as they get older, right? Right? I mean, I know that I am not the only one who thinks this, so maybe not so much a newsflash, but you're with me here, right? So the purpose of this podcast is not to provide you with a bunch of advice and some neat and clean how-tos, although I like a good list. Um, You know, this podcast is women coming together and sharing their stories on what's in their hearts and there will be certainly some lessons and takeaways, but we aren't here to be experts advising you on every step to take. Um, more, it's just two friends talking about what they've been through, what, what's worked, what's not worked in that journey. And the thing is, is lucky for you, I have this podcast equipment in my office, in my house. So every so often, if I feel like I have something to say or that I've been dealing with or that I've been hearing or seeing in my community, there's a chance I may grab the mic and hit record because this is just real life. As much as I'd want to offer you this amazingly produced podcast with um, a neat and tidy format, it might not be like that all the time. So here I am today, going to share something that I've been experiencing and that's been on my heart in real life. So Um, I'm a mom of two awesome middle school girls, sixth grade and seventh grade. Yes, they are only 17 and a half months apart. Um, so when they were little, it was again, that physical, you know, physical stuff of babies and toddlers and keeping up with it and life balance. And now we're onto a stage where it's still exhausting. Um, so I still feel physically tired, but it's very much more an emotional and spiritual challenge in raising these girls. And um, there's a lot of stuff that they're going through. You know, middle school is hard academically, and their, their bodies are changing, and they've got the hormones going on. So emotionally, things are changing. I mean, I can tell by the way that they talk to me or the way that they talk back to me um, that those things are changing, and it just sort of happens quickly you know, and it's just an overall awkward time, right? We've got the stereotype, it's awkward, it's emotional, it's full of stuff, right? But my husband, James, and I, you know, we decided that we're not going to assume all the stereotypes, you know, like they won't want to listen to us or they don't want to be around us, you know? So we just, we don't want to walk into these middle school years thinking, all right, Got to give them all the freedom. Got to give them all the independence. They're not going to want to talk to us. Hopefully I put people in their lives that they can talk to. That is all wonderful and amazing things. And believe me, I do not want to live in la-la land thinking that my middle schoolers are not going to go through all the things because they are. They actually already are. Um, but I don't want to um, lean out. We are leaning in as much as we can with them. Um, We give them freedom. We try to be open, talking about issues that come up that are in the world, you know, like sex and alcohol and dating and vaping and sexuality differences, race, you know. I mean, there's so many things that they could walk in when the news is on and have questions about. And we try to do our best to be open about all of those things Um, and also about faith. And that's a huge, huge thing that we talk about in our family and you know ultimately we want our home to be the most welcoming and loving and safe secure environment for our kids as we possibly can provide right that sounds basic not very revolutionary right Um, I would hope that all parents are doing that exact same thing so I'm not here to give you advice and on, on how to do that I think you know every parent around here um I like to make the assumption that, you know, loves their kids and wants absolutely what's best for them. Um, But that's what we want to do. We want to make home a safe place for them to land. Um, And one of the things that I do as a a Bible teacher is I teach a group of middle school girls um, every Wednesday morning a Bible study. And my girls are included in that. So sorry, my my poor kids who have a Bible teacher for a mom. um, There's really no escaping all the things so they get signed up for everything and um, they probably feel relief when it's something that mom's not leading but oftentimes it's me that they're hearing from but I'm okay with that because you know I'm their ultimate example my husband and I um, as we try to live our lives through the example of, of Christ so this group of girls that are coming together on Wednesday mornings we have about. 15 or 16 girls, which is awesome. Um, We're doing Priscilla Shire's new study called Defined. So it's all about who God says we are. And we've spent the first few weeks in Psalm 139. And I'm sure you guys are all very, very familiar with Psalm 139, especially verses 13 and 14, um, where it talks about how we are fearfully and wonderfully made, right? So we're talking about how God sees us and how he made us, and how the world sees us. And so we're, we're so, sort of doing a, a juxtaposition, right, between who God says we are, and who the wor- world often says we are, and what are those labels that the world gives us that we hear all the time, and then, but what is the truth? Where, where do we put our identity? And we want to do our best to hear what God says about who we are. So you know in Psalm 139 13 and 14 it's talking about how we were knit together in our mother's womb and he says I David says I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made and we we read other translations too so it says that you know um that you're amazing and wonderfully made or you're remarkably and wonderfully made and we also spent some time, we backed up to the beginning of the chapter where David writes about how God knows everything about us and sees everything. Um, and there's really there's no getting away from God. Um, maybe a little intimidating when you think about that um, as a 12-year-old, even as a 42-year-old. Wink, wink. Um, so it's just, you know, that God made us. He made us on purpose. And he knows everything about us. And this great, big, huge God who created everything um, he knows everything about us individually, and that shows how much he loves us, that he cares that much about each individual person, um, and we are all created in his image. Um, and then when, I, when I'm teaching them, I'm a really big fan of visuals. I like for them, us to have something to refer back to and that we can look at and that we can build on. So each week we're writing on a board what God says about us. So at this point right now, we have that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and that we are known and seen, right? And then what we also did was we talked about the labels, right? And so, you know, we got those name tags that says, hello, my name is, and we listened to that song. And we talked about, um, you know, all the different labels that, that people might put on us, right? Like, um, cool or nerd or fat or smart or, um, you know, all the different things, positive and negative, right? Because, um, you know, we talked about how even if, you know, you are the girl who's in all AC classes and makes all straight A's, that's good, but that's also not your identity. And that is not who God says you are. Right, God says you're fearfully and wonderfully made; that you're chosen, that you're known, that you're seen. Um, We don't want to put our identity in the things of the world that are fleeting. Right, they're not going to fill us. Um, You know, you don't necessarily want to be known as the girl with good grades, or 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 the opposite, the girl who who gets bad grades. Right, that's not who your identity is. That's not who God says you are. Um, so so it's been a nice opportunity to spend some time with middle school girls this year, as we're just going to continue to remind them. Who they are. And this week we're actually talking about idols. So, what are the things that we put um, above God that we're often worshiping instead of God? And how are we prioritizing those things? And so, that's really going to be, I think, a very good and interesting conversation. And, you know, so that just got me thinking. And I think this all kind of happened at the same time last week. Last week, I posted on social media about one of my girls. And I'll probably get emotional when I talk about this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, And really, the intent of that post that I put out there was to give her a shout-out because she made a great play at her softball game, and it's her first season. And I just wanted to, um, you know, I took a picture of her with the game ball and, Uh, intended to just start, start typing out how proud we were of her and, and that she did this great play and how, how much fun she's having. And I kind of just ended up being a little bit different than that. Um, and it kind of became a little bit about me and accepting her for exactly how God made her, um, for every special, unique, um, way that he made her. Um, And my daughter Ella is shy. She's not much of a talker um, until you really get to know her um, and she's comfortable with you and it can sometimes be painful as her mom to watch. Um, I tend to push her when maybe I shouldn't or try to get her to talk about her feelings so that I can help her overcome her shyness. And when I say that out loud, it just sounds like not the right strategy, right? Like not the way, the right way to go about it and and when i take a step back and just get out of like that that like it's not negative. It's more just like what I'm seeing in the everyday when I kind of can take a step back. I mean, my girl is incredible. She's sweet and she's kind, considerate. She's hilarious. She's athletic and really coordinated. She's adventurous. She loves to try new things. She really loves her family and her sister so, so deeply. And she's always willing to participate in everything. I mean, I always say, you know, she may not talk to anyone, but she's going to be there right? So she's always willing, um, and wants to participate in things at church and at school. And, you know, like I said, I mean, she, she may not interact with a ton of kids when she's doing those things or even at her softball game or different sports event. Um, but she wants to be there. She wants to be in it. And, you know, and, and I've prayed, you know, and this isn't a new thing. This isn't just like a middle school thing. Um, although middle school just makes it even more awkward. Um, but I've prayed for her to, you know, come out of her shell and, and for God to put friends in her life that really pursue her. Because because of her demeanor and her shyness, she's not really going out there. She doesn't really know how to start a conversation or engage in a way to make a new friend. You know, so that's different when or that's hard when you go into a new school and, and um, you know, you do she does know a lot of people from elementary school, um, but she's in class with people she doesn't know and it's 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 a hard thing to to try to break out of that. And, you know, and I've definitely prayed those things for her and my husband and I have talked about it. And, and, and as much as my intentions are all well and good, I mean, I think that my intention is positive. Um, I think sometimes I've realized that I'm first, I'm making an issue out of something that she is not acknowledging currently as an issue. Um, and so what I'm realizing is what I'm doing is projecting some of my own insecurities on her. So I'm seeing things that are making me uncomfortable or I see her walking alone or sitting alone or not really talking to other people. And, and then to, in my mind, I think, oh, she's not going to get the, the full middle school experience. And is she going to have anyone to go to a football game with or go to the dance with? Cause she's not really putting herself out there in that way. Um, and, you know, as a mom, I don't want her to miss on, out on anything. And I can honestly tell you as I sit here today that I, my goal is not for my kid to be up in the mix and to be popular and, and to, you know, have all the things and achieve everything. And, and that's not the, my ultimate goal is I want my kids to be happy. I want them to know Jesus. I want them to just feel good about who they are. I want them to feel like they are loved and they're known. And that's why we know when I talked about before, I mean, we try to make our our home that for them. So regardless of what's going on out, out in the world or at school or, or at church, that when they come home, they feel known and seen and loved and that they belong in our family. So Team Cooper all the way is what we're trying to do for them. Um, but like I said, I, I feel like I was am this isn't like a brand new revelation. it's definitely something that I realized a while ago, um, but I still see myself doing the same things, but um, it's my projecting of my own insecurities on her because to be quite honest, I'm actually pretty shy, and I'm definitely an introvert. Um, I've learned along the way um, as as I've grown up is how to make small talk and how to do what I need to do to 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 get it to fit in to get by to to put myself out there. Um, But I, and I don't think that I growing up specifically, I think I'm way better now because I'm older and I I like actually like to be alone. Um, But growing up, I don't think I was really comfortable being on my own, even though that was my sensibility as an introvert. And as someone who was sort of quiet, I didn't, I never felt like I had to talk. Like I was totally comfortable being a, being an observer of the world and things going on. And, and I didn't have to be talking all the time, but then you, you look around and you think, oh, well, that's most people are kind of putting themselves out there and they're, you know, following and they're getting into the group and they're going along with what's happening. And, and I just was like, okay, I guess I got to do that. And I wasn't really comfortable kind of being alone or being on my own. And, um, And that just being in my own skin, um, I just, I tried to be the opposite. I tried to be outgoing and funny and the extrovert when really I was the shy, quiet, fine to be, you know, on my own introvert. And so when I see my daughter off on her own, I hate it because it makes me feel insecure. Um, But I think sometimes it's exactly where she wants to be, at least for now. You know, and and I am not blind to the fact that she's on her own because she may and because she's uncomfortable or doesn't have the confidence right now to speak up. Um and that could change. And so sometimes, you know, if she starts to not want to do things or not wanna go places, um, you know, we I definitely want I have my eyes open to things that are going on around her and and I don't know everything, but I definitely, you know, try to keep, keep the conversation open. Um, but you know, the thing is that I have to keep reminding myself is that God created her exactly the way she is. Um, and, and I'm created exactly the way I am. And it's amazing, right? And it takes you a really long time to appreciate your gifts and appreciate your temperaments as you get older. At least it did for me because, you know, it wasn't always easy. I always really had to make an effort and I kind of still have to make an effort. You know, I can, I can, um, my introvert can take over and I can be like, you know what? I don't want to go to that party. I don't want to socialize. I just want to hang out with my family, watch TV, do my own thing. Um, But I definitely, I enjoy people. I love relationships. I love my friendships. Um, I would select being one-on-one with someone rather than in a big group. Um, cause that can be kind of overwhelming, but I just, you know, my prayers have changed. I still pray for, for God to put friends in her life that for, in Ella's life that want to pursue her, that want to go after a friendship with her and that love her and appreciate her for exactly who she is. Um, I, I pray for that. And I, I also feel like God, And I know, I believe this in my whole heart, that God has a plan for her. And part of that plan right now could be protection from relationships that she's not supposed to be in or protection from, um, you know, just the the middle school stuff that maybe she doesn't need to be going through right now. I try to think about the fact that God does have a plan for her. And I know he's going to use her in the most amazing and wonderful ways. And just as parents, we need to get through that tough stuff. We need to get through the awkward stuff and look at them as exactly how they're made, exactly how they're created, and praise God for the way that He made them and the gifts that He gave them. And it may not look, you know, totally smooth, and, and it might not look completely popular, it might not look um, easy. Because stuff's not easy. Life's not easy. Adulthood's not easy. And certainly middle school and high school are not easy. And you want it to be easy for them, right? You want it to be a smooth path, right? And, And the parenting these days, you know, there was helicopter parenting. And then it turned into lawnmower parenting where we're just trying to get stuff out of the way. And I think what it comes down to is as a mom, as I parent, Ella I just need to love her and appreciate exactly how God made her and I need to help her navigate I'm her mom I've gone through a couple things ahead of her um but I think the reason that I project some of my stuff on her is because we're not that different (laughs) you know and and so I I I guess I kind of want a lawnmower right in front of her and clear the path so that it's easier for her and that she doesn't um you know, look at the way God made her as being a negative. And I sometimes feel like I, I could go down that path with all the ways I want to talk to her and, and oh, come on, don't you want to do this? And don't you want to have a, this person over for a play date? I know she's in seventh grade. They don't have play dates, but do you know what I mean? Like, I think when I'm pushing some of that, I'm, I don't want her to then question whether the way she is, is not okay. And I truly, truly believe and I've already said this, so I'm repeating myself now is that God made her exactly the way she is on purpose and that he has the most amazing, amazing plan for her. And so as I mature as a mom, she's my oldest. So, you know, I've only been a mom as long as she's been around and we've been learning together. And I honestly, I feel like she teaches me so much and, um, and I'm just grateful to be her mom. And I'm grateful to be Hannah's mom. Hannah is a completely different child with a completely different temperament. And I'm sure one of these days I'll get on and, and have, um, have some reflection <laughs> on how it is to parent Hannah. Um, but I guess my message here is certainly not a how to, cause I don't know how to do it, but the message is, is, you know, mom's out there with girls and boys is that, you know, we've all got stuff, right? We've all got insecurities. We've all been through different things in our lives. You know, some very subtle, some more traumatic. But I think what I've learned along the way is that we need to look inside ourselves. What is it that we're kind of still struggling with? Or what is it that That are hot buttons for us and let's just make sure that we don't project those things on our kids whether that is relationally personality wise academically you know competitiveness like with sports and things i mean i see that a lot in this community and and regardless of what it is you know our kids are not a reflection of who we are um they are exactly how god made them and and my ultimate goal is you know I, i want my kids to know jesus I want my kids to be fully surrendered to know that they can't do anything without him. And we're in this really awkward stage that we're, we're, we're trying to get there. But that's my ultimate prayer. Um, I praise him for the way he made them. And I just want my girls to know him and rely on him and live a life dedicated to glorifying and serving him. Um, it took me a really long time in my life to get there. Um, and I, I don't want to lawnmower their whole life. I don't want to get everything out of their way because then they won't really fully know that they need God. Um, they're going to stumble, and, and I, hope, I hope and pray that I'll, that I'll give them a little room to do that. Um, but I think I will, and I just would hope that we all do. So I just pray for each of you and each of your kids and um, just maybe do a little searching inside of yourself um, to see if there's anything that we're putting on our kids that we don't need to. So thanks guys.